It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. The weekend is here. We're going to have some fun. And this week for show number 244, for the week of March 10th, 2022, we're going to make some noise. We're going to build some robots, maybe battle it out, or maybe just take that trip and learn a little bit more about our ancestry because we have none other than Farouk Tahid stopping in here at the show to keep us going strong into March. Now, Farouk, you may know as the host of the great game show that used to be around for children called The Noise. He's also the host of the fantastic Ancestry show on television right now, The Roots Less Traveled, and also one of my personal favorites with a son who's in robotics who wants to be an engineer. Yes, it is some Somebody that, let's just say he loves it. Yes, he is the host of BattleBots as well. And Farouk's going to stop in, chat with all of us, talk about a variety of different things, his foot in the door into acting, which was on the wonderful world of Disney and so many other things. Now, March is not slowing down there. We're one week away from St. Patrick's Day having some fun, and I know everybody is ready for their March madness and all their crazy basketball fun, but... We do have the D-Team here, and this week the D-Team is going to bring some great special things for you. We have Disney Shorts here with Jeremy, who's going to talk a little bit more about cleaning your clocks and some of you that have to deal with daylight savings time happening this weekend. We also have Dominic going into the Walt Disney World attractions and all those fun things that you want to see. Are they better? Are they extinct? Do you still enjoy them? within Walt Disney World attractions. We also have Frank here, who's giving you the wit, the wisdom, the fun quotes from none other than himself, Walt Disney and the Walt Disney Company, with this week's Disney Quote of the Week. And let's not forget Aaron, who's going to answer all your questions, and I want to know he's dipping his hand in that virtual mailbag and answering all your questions that you keep sending in week in and week out. And let's reintroduce a D-Team member. Now, I say reintroduce because... He was part of the D-Team many years ago, and we have Cody Kidd returning back here to the D-Team with an all-new segment, Cody's Pick of the Week. So we have a lot of fun things on the horizon, great things happening here in March. I'm excited to have some fun. I am just so full of energy, excitement. You know, it's almost like a zippity-doo-dah day. So let's just kick things off here, have a fantastic ride, make it fun, make it that zippity-doo-dah day, as I was just saying, and let's officially kick off show number 244 for the week of March 10th, 2022.
Garko. In this exciting age when everyone seems to be talking about the future possibilities of space travel, there's much speculation on what we will discover when we visit other worlds. Will we find planets with only a low form of vegetable life, or will there be mechanical robots controlled by superintelligent beings? One of the most fascinating fields of modern science deals with the possibility of life on other planets. This is our story. Hi, this is Bruce Boxleitner. You may know me as Tron, but right now, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey, D-heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand. Wow, it's dark in here. Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all DVD heads, so I am back. I hope you enjoyed the zippity doo kickoff for our show here this week. We are still continuing into March, show number 244 for the week of March 10th, 2022. We have Farouk Tahid stopping in here at the show. Yes, host of BattleBots, the game show The Noise, as well as Roots Less Traveled, where you can dive deep into ancestry and so much more. We have the D team here with Aaron. Frank, Dominic, Jeremy, and the reintroduction of Cody as well. So many different things. So before I get into my ravings here and my talkings and my ramblings, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, you name it. We are everywhere. Just search Disney Blue or Diz Radio, and you can find us all over there as well, or many of those links are on our website In addition to all of that, definitely if you want the latest shows in your ears to listen to right away, just go to iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or the podcast provider of your choice, search Diz Radio, and hit subscribe right there. Then you can get the latest shows as they get released. It downloads right to your device and enjoy it instantly, and you can hear all of our ramblings and talkings here at Diz Radio. And definitely leave us some feedback, leave us a star rating. It truly is appreciated. After 12 years of cranking out Diz Radio, Your love and feedback would be appreciated as well. 
in those markets. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to get into the ramblings. Now, I did a survey a couple of weeks ago wondering, do people want to hear news? Do they want to hear me go through all the banter of all the different kind of news that we brought here at Diz Radio? Do they like the, the fun stories, the quips, the other different things that I was constantly you know, doing here at the show? So we've been changing it up a little bit. Well, all of you D-heads have spoken. So next week, we're going to be changing it up. Not a lot, but a little bit. So, uh, you know, we're taking all that feedback from everybody, all those emails, all the polls everybody has filled out. Um, thank you for everybody who answered those polls that are part of our email list. That was fantastic. So that way we know which way to direct the show. Because in the end, Diz Radio is for you. We wouldn't be coming back for 12 years if you weren't enjoying the show. So it is just our pleasure to bring this show to you and give you what you want to hear. So it's definitely going to be fun. So here we are in March. It's the second week of March. We're deep in March Madness. You know, everybody loves basketball. Now, I myself, I'm not a big basketball person. Don't get me wrong. I don't knock it. But many of you are basketball fans. Many D-team members and all of you are definitely into the heat of loving March Madness, brackets, uh, all those fun things. So that got me thinking because, you know, I'm not a basketball guy. I just, I'm not. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, what can I do to really get in the mood of March Madness like everyone else? So I sat down and watched Disney Plus's Big Shots. Now, I was like, all right, do I really want to watch a basketball show? You know, it ended up being a really good show. John Stamos was fantastic in it. Basketball was a little bit of the backdrop to the show, so it was a lot more personal and deep and about human growth and personal growth. So I will say Big Shots is fantastic as well. It's definitely one you want to check out. Now, I was going down that rabbit hole of what are some of the many things that Disney has actually done that had to do with basketball. I mean, you have the goofy shorts. Everybody loves the goofy shorts about basketball. And it's one of those fun ones. I love the goofy how-to videos back from the day. And I think the basketball one was from 1946, if I'm correct. I'm trying to pull this out of the air here as I'm talking into the microphone. But I believe it was from 1946, and it was a fun one. I mean, it really just... It was one of those that just, it made you laugh, typical goofy fashion. Now, there's also a couple of other ones. There was the one about the Twin Sisters double team. That was a Disney Channel original movie. Of course, basketball was really prominent in High School Musical. Um, All sports were at some point, but the initial one was all about basketball. On top of that, you also have, as St. Patrick's Day is coming around, Luck of the Irish, uh, a great Disney Channel original movie that's going to tie into St. Patrick's Day next week. I should have left that one for next week just because it's St. Patrick's Day, but whatever. You can you can enjoy it for March Madness and St. Patrick's Day, but Luck of the Irish as well was a great basketball movie with Disney. So there's a couple of different ones that they've had over the years that truly are all about basketball. I mean, Flubber. Who could forget the original absent-minded professor that had to do a basketball as well as the robin williams remake of it as well in flubber so those definitely uh, basketball presents now i'm not hitting on all of them there is a lot that have many many other basketball presents i mean there's miracle on the court uh, a variety of different disney uh, shows wonderful world of disney sunday night movies uh, theatrical releases vintage disney back from the 50s and 60s so there's a lot of them that have basketball as a a main trope throughout the whole thing so i just thought i'd you know go down that rabbit hole and i started enjoying these i love them it did not change my mind on going and watching the milwaukee bucks now i know some people are probably rolling their eyes some of you d heads are like oh my gosh how can he not like basketball and he has a championship 
uh, NBA team in his hometown. And of course, you know, we have UW and all those. I just, it did not change my mind. I still don't really enjoy watching it. But going down the rabbit hole and watching all those Disney classics, really, I enjoy basketball that way. And I encourage anyone to check those out as well. They're really good, fun shows. Now, this also brought me to a point. Another fun story. Now, it's been a couple of weeks since I brought you a fun story. This one takes place at the ESPN complexes down at the at, at Disney World. So I remember a while back I was down there and it was for a martial arts competition. Now, this is many years ago, maybe 15 years ago-ish at least. Uh, I was down there for a martial arts competition and I was getting ready to compete, things like that. Great weekend. Um, sad to say I did not place, so I'm not going to give you a glory story. Um I didn't place, didn't get in the top three, but it was a fun experience nonetheless. It was great. But happening at the same time down at all those complexes were a few basketball games. Um, And I went to go check one out with a few of my friends who were down there and a few of my students as well. And they wanted to check them out and... You know, I just nodded and said, sure, let's let's go do it because I'm not a party pooper. You know, I, I want to have some fun, too. And uh, we were sitting in the stands having some fun. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was half heartedly paying attention. I was just more like, here I am at Disney and I'm watching a basketball game for a team I don't care about. But long story short, not as funny as my Adventureland story. Um my buddy's nudging me, nudging me, nudging me, saying, you got to look at these crazy plays. You got to look at these crazy plays. You got to pay attention. This is getting out of hand. Look at they can't handle the ball. I'm not paying attention. You know, five minutes go by, maybe six. Next thing I know, I look up, and as I'm looking up, I got a basketball right to the face because we were in the second row of the stands. The ball got overshot. Bam! All I heard was the ringing of a hard leather basketball bouncing off my face. Just kind of, you know, put that nail in the coffin of uh, my basketball love. But I do know that many of you D-heads love basketball. Um, I didn't get a bruise from it, but it hurt, and I still never live it down to this day. Anytime I go out in my driveway and play basketball with my boys, my girls, you know, they know the story. Many of my friends, everybody always talks about throwing a ball at my head. It's just, it's one of those stories that stick with you, but it's also my story of, uh, You know, adding to that basketball fun at Disney, just looking up, hearing that ring, it was the smack right there in my face. Um, But it is fun. March Madness, having fun. I don't want to ramble too much more because it's, it's so many different things going on with that. But if you love March Madness, you love the brackets, you love things like that, you know, step up, come in. Maybe the D team, maybe we want to do some form of Disney movie bracket just for fun. If this is something anybody is interested in, any of you listeners, drop us an email. Let us know that you want to do this, and we'll create our own bracket, our own fun, just like many different shows do as well, just to make it fun for all of you and really uh, eliminate some of these. And I think uh, the way Diz Radio is, it's definitely not going to be the usuals that would be in the lineup that you're used to. Definitely, uh, uh, definitely a different direction. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I am going to stop my rambling. Next week, we're going to have a little bit of a different part when I start rambling for you, based off of everyone's feedback, as I said. But the excitement continues. We're here into March. Yes, we have the D-team here. And like I mentioned, the reintroduction of Cody joining the team, as well as Farouk Tahid. Yes, the host of BattleBots. I have a boy that is on the robotics team. I have a boy that loves engineering. So this is a must interview here at Diz Radio for him. He's been part of some great, wonderful world of Disney classics, as well as the host of The Noise, another fun show for children. That was a game show, short-lived, but awesome show. And The Roots Less 
traveled, where you can learn more about your ancestry, and he really reconnects all these families. So it's going to be a fun romp. It's going to be a fun ride. And all I got to say is March Madness or not, let's play some basketball. Let's get fired up. Let's have some fun. And let's press on for show number 244 for the week of March 10th, 2022. gentlemen, we're about to witness the basketball battle of the century. The whole town has turned out to back the local team from University U, and Polytechnic University from upstate is well supported too. The UUPU rivalry dates back to the beginning of the century, and up to now, the score is even, and tonight's battle is a toss-up between these two squads. Here comes the home squad out onto the floor. Just listen to that crowd. And here comes the visiting team. Got the fire 
in those early days, Walt Disney himself was the voice of Mickey Mouse. Now he's a tycoon and the center of a vast business empire. Mr. Disney, can you still make a noise like Mickey Mouse? Well, yes, uh-huh. But, uh, of course, I don't make many Mickey... Uh, Mickey Mice films. <laughs> can you make that noise for us now? Well, uh... Mickey used to talk something like this, you know, kind of a falsetto. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of Disney's Quote of the Week. Well, down in Orlando, Florida, Walt Disney World is currently celebrating their 50th anniversary. Now, the idea for the East Coast Disneyland was born, and when Walt Disney began looking for space in 1959, Orlando was identified as the perfect place for Disney World due to its connection to the highways and proximity to the airport. The Walt Disney Company started buying up land in secret, using different businesses' names so that the local landowners wouldn't catch on that it was meant to be for a Disney park. The dream for Disney World was originally meant to be a more experimental theme park than Disneyland. From new rides and attractions to entirely new concepts like Epcot, this was going to be a place where Walt really stretched the innovation of his team. When Walt died in 1966 during construction of the parks, the plan shifted back to a more copycat version of Disneyland, with the first park being Magic Kingdom. Over the years, Disney World has had more land to work with, and so has dreamed up new parks and lands not replicated in Disneyland. But his dreams of this entirely new space was not fulfilled. What was fulfilled, however, was his vision about creating a place where children of all ages could come and learn and play and spend time together. Disney World is now the most visited tourist destination in the U.S., and it's thanks to his original vision that the company and the parks have the foundations they do today. Walt Disney once said, We keep moving forward, opening new doors, and doing new things, because we're curious, and curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Well, that's all the time I have for this week's Disney Quote of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. But until then... Have a magical week. Hi, I'm Vicki. Where's the world's greatest resort? Watch this, then stay tuned. I'll be back in a minute with a free offer. Daddy's got a new job. Maybe he and Mom forgot what childhood means. I'll never meet Mickey Mouse. Maybe we'll go. Hey, little girl, do you think that no one cares about you? Uh-uh. Daddy's working. That's what you think. Hi again. Right now, rooms are available in the famous Walt Disney World Resort hotels. Call this toll-free number, and we'll show you more in this 28-page vacation magazine, yours free. It's filled with the rooms, recreation, and fantasy of the world's greatest resort. Call this toll-free number now. The rooms, the fun, and your free magazine are waiting. Hi, this is Tom Kane, the voice of a number of current Disney attractions like Yoda and Jedi Training Academy, Akbar and Star Tours, a number of upcoming rides in the new Star Wars park that I can't talk about yet, and of course, the voice of the monorail. And you're listening to Diz Radio, helping you relive the magic and memories. Hello, D-heads, or Toonsters. 
whichever you prefer, Toonsters and D-Heads alike. Welcome back. This is your boy, Jeremy, the Spider-Pan of Neverland, the Fandom Nexus. And we've got another great Disney short to go through this week, which I had uh, a couple of different ideas. So I've already got a plan actually for next week because uh, what I use this week, I think is a bit more appropriate because if you check your calendar, you might find that this weekend is Daylight Savings Time. And I couldn't find anything better to talk about for Daylight Savings Time than the Clock Cleaners. So we'll talk about that today. Well, this is actually one that I think I became familiar with from... Uh, do y'all recall? I mean, of course, you know, we all know that you used to have like the, the little miniature records or you'd have a cassette tape and you'd have a read-along storybook, right? Y'all remember those. But do you remember, I think Fisher-Price made these and they were a little, they were kind of bigger books. They were made like of a harder material, like paperboard. And they'd have like the miniature record looking little thing in various different colors on each page. And you'd have this little player that you'd set on top of the record and you'd uh, you'd hit a button and it would it would play the little record thing by, you know, had a needle that would spin around it and everything. And it would play the audio of that page. Now, I don't recall what they called those, but I remember I had one. Uh, it was a Snow White Returns. Uh, but I remember the first time I came across the clock cleaners was a book just like this that told the story of the clock cleaners. Well, this is a Mickey Mouse animated short and was released in 1937. This is Mickey, Donald, and Goofy each facing different obstacles while cleaning a giant clock tower, which I'm figuring must be in New York because there's a nice city landscape going on when you get to see below, which you do get to see. Uh, Mickey tries to remove a sleepy stork that is nesting in the gears while the main spring causes trouble for Donald. And later, a conk on the head by a mechanical bell ringer causes Goofy, who mistook it for an actual person, of course, to dazedly stumble along a high ledge and through a perilous track while Mickey does his best to make sure his pal doesn't take a nasty fall. But, you know, let's face it, Goofy could have handled that fall. <laughs> if he can take that wall up in the head that he gets in this cartoon, I don't think that fall was really going to cause too much trouble. Hot Cleaners was directed by Ben Sharpstein, produced by Walt Disney, written by Otto Englander. There's music by Paul Smith and Oliver Wallace from the Walt Disney Production Studio, distributed by RKA, RKO Radio Pictures. Released October 15th, 1937, was reissued with The Great Mouse Detective on July 2nd, 1986, and was preceded by The Hawaiian Wall Holiday and followed by one of my favorites, The Lonesome Ghosts. Now, the interesting thing, you know, going through the story of this, we first get to see good old Mickey out there cleaning the face of the clock, and it's just kind of fun Mickey doing his Mickey thing, where he's almost kind of cleverly, as the uh, second hand is ticking around, he's riding along with it and scrubbing each number with a mop as he goes, and he gets in the middle, and he can go back to his mop bucket. So everything seems to be going fine. But then we go inside the clock, and this is where everything starts to come apart, because this is, of course, where Donald is not paying attention to what he's doing. I mean, we see Goofy in there and just fine. He's kind of brushing some gears like their teeth, you know, ha ha ha. But Donald goes up and ignores warning signs to say, danger, main spring, do not get on. Do not stand here. Well, <laughs> of course, Donald gets on top of this thing, gets his mop stuck and unhinges the main spring. It's amazing he didn't get himself killed. Now, this actually has some controversy surrounding it. During the 1990s, Donald Wildman and the American Family Association forced Walmart to discontinue the sale of the VHS-taped Walt Disney cartoon classics, Fun on the Job, which contained this short. 
The reason for this was that during his argument with the main spring, Donald Duck allegedly shouts F you and calls the spring a son of a B. Well, he actually says, says who, made clear by the spring replying, says I, and calls the spring a snake in the grass. These were all misinterpreted as profanity by some people due to Donald's unintelligible duck voice by Clarence Nash. It should be noted that Disney would not have allowed to release the cartoon in theaters if foul language were actually used. The Hays Code was heavily enforced since 1934 and it would have prevented Disney from doing so. Due to this controversy, when the cartoon was included on the Walt Disney Treasures DVD set, Mickey Mouse in Living Color, Donald's line was redubbed with the line, Ah, nuts! originally said in On Ice. The edit is made obvious by the fact that the viewer can hear Pluto barking when Donald says also, the snake in the grass. Well, the line was re also redubbed with Donald's angry gibberish. The same edit also occurs on the DVD release of The Great Mouse Detective, which includes the cartoon as a bonus feature. The Funny Factory with Goofy DVD and the Epic Mickey Collector's Edition bonus DVD was also present when the short was broadcast as part of Treasures from the Disney Vault on Turner Classic Movies. However, the scene was shown with, with its original dialogue in the TV special One Hour in Wonderland, which is included as a bonus feature on the Alice in Wonderland Masterpiece Edition DVD. Additionally, the Have a Laugh broadcast of the cartoon on the Disney Channel and the Have a Laugh Volume 2 DVD have reinstated the original line, though a different title card was made for this release. More recently, on Disney Plus's print of the cartoon, Donald's Says Who line is retained, but the Snake in the Grass line was still replaced with Donald's Angry Gibberish. Gibberished. There we go. I'm. I can't even speak my proper gibberish. I guess either. I'm unintelligible as much as Donald. But some of the fun of this, of course, is Mickey having problems with a stork who's fallen asleep on um, a, basically a gear where his nest is, and Mickey trying to get this thing outside until, of course, Mickey ends up pulling some serious Charlie Chaplin falling outside the uh, clock as the stork has outsmarted him. But some of the most fun in this cartoon is Goofy just being Goofy as he goes outside to clean the bell and he's singing his delightful little song. Loudly the bell, old bell rings. <laughs> la, 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 Loudly the bell and the old bell rings. And of course, as every time he goes into the bell, one of two characters comes out from the side and rings it for four o'clock. One being a father time, the other being, well, Lady Liberty herself. This actually adds into a lot of bit of fun where after the second time that, you know, the first time, the bell's rung. Uh, Goofy blames it on mice. Second time, all right, now he's upset. Somebody's messing with him, and he kind of looks her out angrily for the third time for somebody expecting somebody to do it. Loudly the bell in the old tower rings. 
Well, after he's gotten again, he grabs the mallet and is, he's angrily prepared to go and deal with whoever keeps ringing that bell when he's in there. And out comes Lady Liberty, which of course he mistakes as being, oh, a lady, as we've seen him do before. Gosh, <laughs> I didn't know you was a lady. Pardon me. And he doesn't realize it was a lady. And the funny thing is that uh, Lady Liberty doesn't get all the way to the bell. She stops just short enough to conk Goofy on the head. Now, Goofy, of course, is a great, graceful comedian when it comes to being whacked in the head and gracefully almost ballet dancing around, not falling off the edge until he finally does fall, gets caught on some rope, starts walking gracefully across the rope as he slowly runs out of rope. Mickey notices his conundrum, and Mickey begins his efforts to try to keep Goofy from plummeting from the top of the clock tower, and hilarity ensues. Now, of course, the big fun on there is with all the things Mickey tries to do, eventually Goofy does fall through a ladder with a missing rung, springboards from a flagpole down below, and goes rocketing up, taking Mickey with him up into the air and right back into the clock tower where they find Donald, who has finally gotten the mainspring back together, and they land together on the mainspring. And a repeated gag actually happens where Donald at one point had been flung from the mainspring, got his head stuck in a gear, and got rhythmically danced around to where when he got you know thrown from that gear, his head kept going, and then his middle kept going, and his feet kept going, and he could not get himself to stop until he grabbed everything, and then of course Donald's hat still went going. So after however establishing this gag, now we get the three of them stuck together, waggling, trying to you know stop their heads so their their body waggles, and we have a little bit of a uh, musical joke at the end. This is a delightful cartoon. It is it is one of my favorites. It is fantastic. This for, features the voice of Walt Disney as Mickey Mouse, Clarence and Ash, as we said before, as Donald Duck, and returning as Goofy, Pinto Kolbig. And you also have a stork. But that's all the time we have for this Disney short. Remember to find me every week. As soon as you're done listening to Disney Radio, come by and check out what's happening over at NeverlandPodcast.com. When you find Neverland, the Phantom Nexus, which is my semi-bi-weekly show. Sometimes I don't manage to get a show in there where we just have kind of all kinds of other different fun uh, featuring very different topics, including current movies that are are more comic book based or, you know, we're we're in our geekdom. Not so much pop culture as we are geek culture. And sometimes we even throw in a bit of nostalgia and some video games. So come by and check us out and have some fun. And hey, D-Heads, make sure you tune in next week. I'll have another great short for you. I already know exactly which one we're going to go for because spring is about to have sprung. And I'm not talking about the main spring in the clock tower. Show. So get the paint, grab a brush, 
questions we have answers let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in i want to know hey d heads this is aaron and it's time again for another installment of i want to know well spring is trying here in arkansas nothing like seeing easter flowers with snow and ice around them maybe this week will be our last bit of winter but in arkansas you never know hope all is well in your neck of the woods d heads well the virtual mailbag is full so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week our first question is from Samuel Cotier from Arizona, and he writes, Aaron and Diz Radio, I have many questions, but I will limit it to one. In Disney's original Disney Afternoon, what was the very first lineup, and do you know if any of the originals are available on Disney Plus? It's such a pain to find anything in the app. Well, who didn't love the Disney Afternoon? Disney Afternoon originally ran from September 10th, 1990, to August 29, 1997. For the 97 and 98 television seasons, it lost its name but was known internally as the Disney Kellogg Alliance, shortened to 90 minutes, followed by its gradual replacement by Disney's 1-2 for UPN in 1999. Some of the shows also aired on Saturday mornings on ABC and CBS concurrently with their original syndicated runs on the Disney afternoon. Goof Troop is the only show to reach the 2000s, with the 2000 direct-to-video finale in Extremely Goofy Movie. The 2010s and 2020s saw revivals of some shows such as DuckTales as a reboot and Darkwing Duck as a show within the reboot on Disney Channel, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers with an upcoming live-action animation hybrid film coming to Disney+. The original lineup in 1990 was The Adventure of the Gummy Bears, DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and Tailspin. Other shows that would be in that block as the years went on was Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, Bonkers, Aladdin, Gargoyles, The Schnookums and Meat Funny Cartoon Show, The Lion King's Timon and Pumbaa, Quack Pack, and Mighty Ducks. All these are available to watch on Disney Plus 
with the exception of Aladdin, which is kind of surprising, and the Schnookums and Meat Funny Cartoon Show. Our next question is from Mary in Florida, and she writes, Long-time listener. I was watching Bullwhip Griffin, and I swear I saw the main villain before in a Disney classic, and I know Walt likes to use the same actors often. He was the swindler, always trying to get the gold. Any ideas where he could be from? Glad to have you all back. Well, The Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin is a 1967 comedy western produced by Walt Disney Productions. The film takes place in 1849, after Ella Bella Flagg is orphaned in Boston, her younger brother Jack and the family's former butler, Eric Bullwhip Griffin, stow away aboard a ship bound for San Francisco, where the gold rush has begun. Griffin gets work as the ship's cook. A swindler and thief, Judge Higgins, steals a map to a gold mine belonging to Quentin Bartlett, an actor who is among the ship's passengers. Griffin, Jack, and Bartlett all pursue the crooked judge while Arabella arrives in town and takes a job as a dance hall girl to make ends meet. Griffin encounters a stocky bull, mountain ox, and lashes out a punch that flattens him. Bullwhip becomes his new nickname. Inspired by the incident, Griffin enters a prize-fighting match and wins the money. He also wins Arabella's affection, while Judge Higgins, caught trying to steal the fight's receipts, hides behind a bar as a lynch mob for him forms outside. It's a fun watch on Disney+. The actor that played the swindler and thief was the great Carl Malden. The other Disney movie you're thinking of that he starred in was Pollyanna from 1960. He portrayed Reverend Ford, the church minister. He was a great actor that appeared in many films and TV shows. In fact, he won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in the classic film from 1951, Streetcar Named Desire. Well, our final question this week is from Drew Paines of Pennsylvania, and he writes, Diz Radio, question for the show. I love the old handheld games. They really hit the mainstream with Aladdin and others. Which one was your favorite, Aaron? These were some fun games back in the day. They were released by Tiger Electronics, later absorbed by Hasbro in 1998. The first games came out in 1990 with Chippendale Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, Goofy Ski, and 101 Dalmatians. Other releases included Beauty and the Beast, The Rescuers Down Under, The Little Mermaid, The Rocketeer, Tailspin, and Mickey and Friends all in 1991. Darkwing Duck in 1992, The Jungle Book, Cinderella, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Disney's The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Aladdin the Series, The Tower of Gold Adventure, Disney's Goof Troop, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and The Perils of Mickey all in 1993. The Lion King in 1994, Gargoyles, Disney's Pocahontas and Toy Story, released in 1995. The Lion King, Timon and Pumbaa. Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Another 101 Dalmatians. Mighty Ducks and Mickey Mouse in 1996. Disney's Hercules in 1997. And finally, A Bug's Life in 1998. I think that's all of them, or at least most of them. These were all fun games, and in fact, in 2020... Hasbro bought back the Tiger Electronic LCD handheld games, and even re-released an updated version of The Little Mermaid. If I had to narrow down to one favorite, I think it was Darkwing Duck, because I always loved that character and the game was fun. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever.
We'll see you next week, D-Heads. dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Write down that piece. We invited an expert team to our laboratory to give us their opinions of Disney's DuckTales video game from Capcom. Yes! Awesome! You'll have exciting adventures helping Scrooge McDuck escape danger and become the richest duck in the world. Cool. Totally hot. Way radical, man. Excellent. It's a quacker. Oh! Disney's DuckTales game for your Nintendo Entertainment System by Capcom. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Our highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dominic, and for several years I've had a trip planning and Disney Plus segments here on Diz Radio. Now I'm back with a new segment covering the history of current attractions in Walt Disney World. I'm going to start at the Magic Kingdom and pick a land and discuss the different attractions each week from what I believe to be the worst to the best that that land has to offer. And for the third week in a row, we're in Tomorrowland, where as of this recording, the listed attractions are the following seven. The Astro Orbiter, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, the Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor, Space Mountain, the Tomorrowland Speedway, the TTA People Mover, and Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. The Astro Orbiter and the Tomorrowland Speedway came in as number 7 and 6 respectively, and here at number 5 sits, drumroll please, the Carousel of Progress. Beloved only for its nostalgia like a cringy relative at Thanksgiving, the Carousel of Progress started life as a 1964 World's Fair exhibit at the General Electric Pavilion, Progress Land. It found its way to Disneyland in 1967, who got bored with it by 1973 and handed it down to Florida in 1975 in favor of America Sings. 1975 was a phenomenal year that also brought a Space Mountain and me. Its closure has been threatened since 1993 and has gone back and forth between seasonal and consistent operation whenever the park needs to siphon off people who would be otherwise doing something better with their time. But in 2003, 10 years after its death was greatly exaggerated, the Carousel of Progress has chugged along regularly. If you have never been, tours sit in a theater which rotates like the worst Gravitron of all time through six different audio animatronic stage shows. That's right, the theater spins you around the stage. Each show depicts a different decade after an intro and you travel from the 1900s to the 1920s, 1940s, and as you can guess with the 20 year intervals, originally the 1960s. But as an exhibit, it must be pimped. And past updates saw the finale change to the 1970s and then the 80s. Now there's an ever-widening jump from 1940 to the future of yesteryears, early 21st century. There have been multiple show and script adjustments through the years, the most egregious being the temporary replacement of the earworm There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow song with some GE concocted the best time of your life atrocity. Fun fact, Mel Blanc, Bugs Bunny himself, was Uncle Orville. If you are a fan of classic Epcot, Horizons was supposed to act as the Carousel of Progress's spiritual successor. Although Horizons was in almost every way superior to the Carousel, the Carousel's nostalgic charm managed to outlast Horizons by decades, which leads to its fifth place finish. What's not to like? Well, it's hokey. It's dated probably use some diversity. Not popular enough to update and so classic you can't get rid of it, the carousel is stuck in time with no foreseeable improvements. Why would you do it? 
It's hokey and dated in the best Disney way. Although it's stuck in the past, it reminds us how far we have come and that there are great things ahead. It's also air-conditioned, and Walt Disney World is hot as b****. Because there's so many better things to do, it's always a walk-on attraction, making it a great thing to do midday when everyone is sweating in line. Between it, American Adventure, and the Hall of Presidents, it's one of the few air-conditioned places for a comfortable nap now that Ellen's energy adventure is gone. And the theater spins around the stage. That's, you know, I don't know, kind of cool. But most of all, it makes me happy. It's a great example of OG edutainment escapism. So this lands slightly below average on the Tomorrowland list, and that just might be a gift. Tune in next week as we travel up the Tomorrowland ladder as we review some rides and talk some history of the attractions of Walt Disney World. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions at dominic at disradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N. NIC at disradio.com. I can also be found on the internet on Twitter at WDW Plantoons and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting plantoons.com. If you like early 90s syndicated professional wrestling shows, check out the Saturday Morning Superstars podcast. I'm there as well. So, folks, that is it for this week. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit to the Walt Disney World Resort, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. This is the Transportation and Ticket Center. Thank you for traveling with us. Welcome to the Carousel of Progress. Now, most carousels just go round and round without getting anywhere. But on this one, at every turn, we'll be making progress. And progress is not just moving ahead. Progress is dreaming and working and building a better way of life. Progress is a commitment to people, a commitment to making today and tomorrow the best time of your life. It wasn't always easy. At every turn in our history, there was always someone saying, turn back, turn back. But there is no turning back. Not for us, not for our carousel. The challenge always lies ahead. And as long as man dreams and works and builds together, these years, too, can be the best time of your life. Now is the time, now is the best time, now is the best time of your life. Life is a prize, live every minute, open your eyes and watch how you win it. Yesterday's memories may sparkle and gleam, tomorrow is still but a dream. Right here and now, you've got it made. The world's forward marching and you're in the parade. Now is the time, now is the best time. Be it a time of joy or strife. There's so much to cheer for. Be glad you're here for it's the best time of your life. Hi, this is Joaquin Gray III from Kirby Goes Bananas, and you're listening to Disney on Demand. This is like the history right here. Yeah, it's amazing. We got our best crew member on the job. Aye, aye, Captain. It's in the blood. <laughs> I'm Farouk Tahi. You guys ready to take a cross-country trip? Ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Family unites us. We're part of our history right here. 
and we've created new history together. Family helps us heal and can even be surprising. I am so proud that my family were able to change history. So we're taking two people out on the road. What are we doing way out here? <laughs> to explore the stories hidden in their family tree. Going through this with Kalina has been really a lot of fun. He just didn't know how important I am. <laughs> Along the way, they'll discover their past. Wow, registered passengers on the Titanic. And most importantly, each other. As far as your eyes can see is the ground that was given to your ancestors. Get ready for the trip of a lifetime on Roots Less Travel. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you fans out there, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether it's television, movies, you name it, game shows, everything all over the spectrum. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of that. You know him from bashing up robots with battle bots. You know him trying to be super quiet with the noise, as well as Rocky and Bullwinkle, We Bear Bears, as well as his new projects and so much more we have none other than Farouk Tahid here welcome to Diz Radio hey thank you for having me I really appreciate it it is our pleasure having you on I mean your resume is always fun and I gotta say my kids have loved watching you on so many different things from battle bots to the noise you name it I guess to start things off here I guess how did you get started into this crazy career of you know acting hosting voiceover work I guess what led you down this path you know I, I gotta say it all starts with my mom uh, you know, growing up in Philadelphia, I, you know, I was playing out on the streets, wanted to be a basketball player. But my mom had other plans. She said she wanted to get me off the streets, and she put me into uh, a historically uh, black um, theater school called Freedom Theater. And it's like a staple in Philadelphia, at least it was. And it was it, – it changed my life going there. I wanted to play basketball, like I said. My mom made me go, and I had to walk around the neighborhood – wearing tights and things like that. It was very uncomfortable as a child, but she knew it was best for me, and it all started there. Once I got to L.A., uh, after going to high school and college for it, um, I decided to add hosting and voiceover to my acting career, and it's been it's been a blast ever since. Well, you know, and your career has been all over the board. I mean, all the way going back to the wonderful world of Disney back in 99, the Bernie Mac show. I mean, so many different things. And, of course, one of them that I got to bring up is the noise. I guess, you know, being the host of that show, you know, it, it was a fun show. What was it like trying to figure out how can you make people being quiet sound so exciting? Yeah, that was, that was an amazing experience for me. Uh, it was my first game show, uh, my first game show, especially even with kids. And it was really, it was so much fun, so much fun. Um, and, and just dealing with all the kids and all different personalities, having to do the competition thing, it was really, really an amazing experience. I got to say, though, um, trying to make not making noise fun was super, super fun because that's what kids want to do, right? When we're all kids. Kids, you want to make noise, you want to go out and have fun, reckless abandon. But in this game, you really had to keep it on the keep it keep it quiet as possible if you wanted to win. So that was that was a great challenge and it was a lot of fun. Now, now working on this show, the one question I have to ask you because I, you know, of course, working with kids and so many different things like that, and trying to make being quiet, you know, make that fun. All right, now the sound level and the gain on these mics are super high, of course, so you can hear everything. How often? where things said or noises heard or some of the kids were doing things and it was just blasting over the loudspeaker. 
Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. You know the the noise meter, what we called it on the noise. It was it was a very sensitive sensitive entity part of the show, and <laughs> you know you had to. You know I remember I remember that sometimes there was a couple takes where um, we had to like start a game over because maybe an audience member sneezed and that caused the noise meter to go off, or you know somebody might have dropped something out of their pocket. So it was very very sensitive. Um, the noise meter was it was it was a it was a beast in itself, and it was, it was a lot of fun to work with. Now, you know, because, you know, doing a game show and things like that, of course, you know, doing voiceover and being an announcer, one of the big things that you've done as well, of course, is BattleBots. Now, I have, you know, I have a, a gaggle of children, and, of course, my one son loves robotics and things like that, so we've watched many episodes of BattleBots. Um, what was it like doing this show where, you know, it, it's it's – engineering it's these people building these awesome things and of course you know just going head to head just bashing each other out of it was the excitement there even as you as the announcer just you were waiting to see what was going to happen you, you know jonathan for me it's like that's where i get my fuel from i get my fuel from from the audience i get my fuel from the crowds and from the from the participants themselves um going being a part of BattleBots has really been a life-changing thing for many reasons, um, especially that, you you know, you, you have your preconceived notions sometimes of what these people are like or what this film and robots is about and, what is, you know, where do they come from, how is this even fun. But when you get there, you know, when people have a passion about something, they love something, it, the energy is, is just, it's there naturally, it's there organically. And that's what it was like for me coming into BattleBots. I mean, you don't have to, you know, yeah, there's engineering and there's building robots, but I don't want people to be intimidated by that. Like, building robots, you don't have to have a, a, a engineering degree from MIT or Caltech or anything like that. We have everyday people who just had a passion and love for building robots, start to build robots, learn how to do it, and they got in. So I don't want people to think that, oh, you know, it's this, it's this secret society. Anybody can do it. You, you've seen on BattleBots, it's a family thing. We have families that get together and build robots. And, you know, even starting as kids, and none of those kids have uh, degrees from MIT. So uh, being a part of BattleBots is just, it's been a perfect job for me because I really get to go out there. And you've seen some of my introductions. They're just as wild and outlandish as they can be. And uh, I just get to have fun. I get to have fun, be myself, and be creative. And I, and I love the job of BattleBots. Now, when it comes to the, the introductions, like you said, you get to have fun. You know, you're always full of energy. That's the biggest thing is, you know, to be a good host and announcer, you got to have energy. And that is you to the T. Now, I guess with that, do you improvise a lot of it? Sometimes are you writing it down in, in beforehand? I guess how do you get that, uh, that energy where you're just like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, go off the cuff? Or I guess uh, how does that usually work? Well, with, with, with all of our introductions, we have an amazing writing team who, you know, when we're writing, when they're writing these things, they don't get any sleep and they've, they've gotten, done a good job of the last four seasons. We have our fifth season coming up as soon as we get off this, uh, we're going to be getting our fifth season up and going. Um, but our writers have really learned to write for me and really just not put any limits on me. I mean, have me do, they, they have me do accents. They have me do all kinds of movie references, musical references, whatever it is. And a lot of times, I got to be honest with you, I don't know what I'm going to do or how I'm going to say <laughs> the lines until I actually get in there. And and that's one of the things that I love about BattleBots is that I get to go there and just I don't have to I don't have to answer to anybody as far as what it is I'm going to do or not do. So when I go in and I do a team's introduction, I, I love to see the crowd looking at me with anticipation. All the builders are inside the box with their robots looking at me in anticipation what I'm going to say. And a lot of times, like I said, I don't even know what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do. Um, I remember one introduction I had last season. 
It was for Tantrum, uh, the robot Tantrum. And I literally threw a Tantrum inside the battle box. Like, I ran around screaming, going crazy, and in no other place can you do that but on BattleBots, and I had a blast doing it. <laughs> now, now with that energy, of course, because BattleBots is huge, and like you said, after we're done with the COVID-19, the safer at home thing, you know, we're going to be able to see the, the newest season of this, of course, which I know everybody's excited for. Now, bringing that excitement, that energy, you also have to bring that to voiceover work, you know, for like the adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, or We Bear Bears, and things like that. What is it like getting into the studio, behind the mic, and bringing some of these animated things to life, you know, playing Mayor, you know, Mayor Grunstrom and things like that. Yeah, you know, being, being a part of the Rocky Bullwinkle series um, was a dream come true because I grew up watching it. And just to be able to participate and get in there with some amazing voice actors as well, um, it's, it's, it's unlike anything else. You know, it's, it's one of those things, like, that's why I can now, now say that I'm living the dream. You know, it's a dream that I had growing up. I never knew growing up that I was going to be doing voiceovers or even hosting. You know, I thought I was going to be acting in TV and film, and that was going to be my way of, of, of filling myself creatively and being able to go out there and just have a good time. But, man, doing voiceovers, when I remember when I did my first animated character, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just, you know, a lot of times you just got to be confident and go out there with reckless abandon and just be you. If it's anything that I can tell anybody that's listening, all your listeners, just be you, be yourself, be confident, have fun, and, and, and let people tell you later that, you know, give me more or give me less. But, you know, when I'm doing all these animation jobs and being able to do voiceover, is it's, it's really just a dream come true, and I'm living a dream right now. Well, you know, and with that, too, living that dream, you're also, you know, now, like you said, it, it's not just acting or being, you know, portraying, you know, fun characters like that. It's doing voiceover, being a host, bringing that excitement. And, of course, now your newest thing that, you know, has now started, The Roots Less Traveled, and it's joining NBC's award-winning The More You Know programming. And, you know, we all know that phrase. NBC's been using it since, I think, we were all kids. I guess, you know, uh, you know I guess we with that, what is the Roots Less Traveled for, you know, everybody listening in now for this brand new thing that I think is just amazing? Exactly. Now, Roots Less Traveled, I actually get to be the host I'm in front of the camera for this. So unlike voiceover, you know, you it's not just my voice, you get my face too. Um, Roots Less Traveled <laughs> is an amazing family show um, that takes two relatives that are, you know, whether they don't get to talk as much as they like or maybe just there's a generation gap. Uh, we bring them together. Um, I take them on what I like to call a genealogical treasure hunt and help them uncover and discover their ancestry. A lot of times, you know, in our own families, we have stories that get handed down, uh, whether it's a myth or a legend or, you know, whatever the story is. Sometimes, you know, you ever play that game, Whisper Down Lane, and sometimes by the time the story starts at one place and get down to the other, it's a completely different story? Well, <laughs> well, he, well here... We get to break those stories down, uncover them, and let people know what their real, true family history is. Now, with this, too, and, you know, doing that and being able to host this, you know, be in front of the camera as well, and you're hosting this, you know, when you're getting some of these reactions or going on this journey with people, are you just as amazed as they are when you uncover some of these facts? One thousand percent. You know, it, it's crazy because, um, you know, before I got this job, you know, I was kind of, you know, going through my own head a little bit about what my purpose is and what I should be doing with my career. And, you know, one day I woke up, I said, you know what, for the family. I told my wife, for the family. Like, that's that's the kind of jobs and stuff that I want to do. I want to do things that are for the family. And this job came along one week later after I discovered that. 
And, and when you when you really get to breaking down and, and get connected with these families and talking to them and going on these journeys with them, it's 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 very hard not to be a part of it. You know, a lot of times after we finish these journeys, you know, they hug me and they tell me, you know, I'm kind of like family now, you know, because you, you're dealing with them in these intimate spaces of them un- uncovering and discovering who they are through their family history. And, and being a part of that, it, it, it just it, – it's touching – um, it's exciting, it's exhilarating, and, and, I, and I couldn't have asked for a better, a better opportunity, a better job. Well, you know, and it's like you said, too, it's one of those where about the family, about the people, and in a society now where everyone's doing things virtually, or yes, you can look up family roots online, things like that, you get to bring that, that realistic, you know, personal touch in person, bring it to life, which is in the end what everybody really wants. They want that connection, that human connection. And, you know, you, you know, hopefully you'll be able to spark, you know, that interest in other people watching to want to uncover some of these things about their families. Now, I guess with this, you know, so far, you know, you've done, you've done a variety of these. I guess, do you expect this to, to keep going on with uh, future stories? Can you clue us in? I guess you can't tell us what the stories are, but have you uncovered some stories where you were just like, I cannot wait for that one to air? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've had, you know, I've had a personal um, connection with all of these stories and all these journeys just because I was there for them. But of course, just just inherently, um, with my own background and with my own uh, family history and my own own history of, of, of my own, my own culture, there are certain stories that I connected to a little bit more than others, and you guys will be able to definitely see that down the line. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it's, um, it's going to be an amazing, amazing journey. I mean, these personal journeys, these stories, uh, all of our fans are really going to get an opportunity to really connect, and not only that, but really get also get to learn a lot too, because there's a lot of historical information, a lot of historical stuff that you really get to learn about that maybe you didn't know that uh, we're going to be uncovering our show as well. Very cool. Now, you know, with this, of course, you know, at least this one has been able to air things like that during this Safer at Home, and a lot of things are, are put on hold here. From everything with The Roots Less Traveled, the newest season of BattleBots, I mean, do you have other things going on, too, that you can clue us in as, uh, you know, basically everything is just, you know, taken off for you like crazy and well-deserved, I guess. Is there anything else that you can clue us in as to, you know, might be on the horizon as well? Well, I, I, I really appreciate that, and thank you. For me, myself, uh, right now, you know, things are a little slow in the entertainment industry. Listen, like I, you know, like you said, I just hope that more. They're always, always heard that the result for work is more work. So I'm hoping that with this work that I have coming up, uh, hopefully it's a good work and uh, people really enjoy it. A uh, ruthless travel and then get on our fifth, sixth season of Battle Box. I just want to keep the ball rolling and keep doing whatever I can do to bring great, exciting content. That's, you know, for families out there to enjoy. Well, definitely. You know, and like you said, it's one of those where it's going to be great content, family friendly. That's the one thing that I always love is a lot of the stuff you do. I can sit down with all my kids and watch it. And, you know, because of your energy and all of that, you know, you know what I see for you in the future is we need to relaunch Hollywood Squares and have you be the host. Or the center oh, square. One of the two. I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm all about it. Listen, I, I'm, I'm all about it from from your mouth to the ears in the universe, let it happen. Um, I, I really do. You know, I, we did the noise. We only had one episode, one season of the noise, and I really do want to do a game show. A game show is something that is really, really on my list to get done. And, hey, listen, if they want to bring back Hollywood Squares or have me host, I'm all about it.
I like that. This would be the best time to do it. You could even do virtual Hollywood squares. Each square is just an LCD TV with everyone casting from wherever. There you go. That's, I mean, listen, that sounds like something that won't that will definitely stand the test of time. Any social distancing needs to happen in the future, you won't won't miss out on any Hollywood squares there. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we know there's so many different things going on, of course, and you know, spending time at home and f- from everything from the noise all the way through, you know, Rocky and Bullwinkle, BattleBots, of course, Roots Less Traveled, and so much more. I guess for all of your fans listening in or people's lives you've touched that you may not even realize, even down to you know, kids just watching, you know, the noise or things like that, or the people's lives you've touched on Roots Less Traveled. Is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for everybody? listening in um just you know one of the things that i'm learning out there is just be kind to everyone be kind love your neighbors um and just really thank you thank you to all the fans out there that have watched any of my shows or any shows that i've been a part of um and you know getting future seasons or even if it just you just enjoyed it for that one season just i want to say thank you um i've never been shy with interacting and dealing with the fans so feel free to look me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Faruka Delphia. Um, engage with me. I, I engage back. I write comments back. I send people videos. I say hi. I do all that special stuff. So, you know, reach out to me. I'm, I'm not one of them people, one of them celebrities is out there. You can't get in contact with me. Contact me. Talk to me. I love you. Thank you for supporting me. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us. The newest thing, you know, I'm really looking forward to Roots Less Traveled, more episodes airing, and, you know, so many different things going on here. I mean, it has been a a fun time so far, fun roller coaster for your career, and I am looking forward to more episodes of Roots Less Traveled, as well as the new season of BattleBots, uh, once everything is back in place in Hollywood once again. So thank you for stopping in, chatting with us, taking this time. Thank you very much. Don't forget, check out Roots Less Traveled. Brand new episode Saturday on NBC. The more you know. Victory. What form will it take? Is it curved like a blade? Home like a razor's edge? Or could it be a tank? With air support. Is it singular in purpose, intricate and precise, or perhaps revolutionary? What prevails when sharp minds devise devious designs? When those practice in the art of destruction, let their modern masterpieces collide. Six brilliant teams, armed with one-of-a-kind machines, are about to find out whose weapon, whose strategy, and whose skill conquers all. It's time for season two of the most jaw-dropping, eye-popping, and heart-stopping tournament on Earth. Heading. Here we go! From the 
magic within our hearts to the adventure beyond the horizon. There is only one Disney. Hey everyone, Cody here, getting ready to bring you this week's top pick. And as the name suggests, I'll be sharing with you some of my favorite Disney creations every week. Now, when I was a kid, my family had this huge obsession with aviation. Every year, we would go up to Oshkosh, Wisconsin for the annual fly-in, and we would just watch airplanes all day, all night, and we would volunteer at the seaplane base, which was always a good time, really relaxed, a lot of fun up there. And so I've always found aviation to be quite the thrill. That's just a little backdrop into my life here. And if you're anything like me, when Disney Plus came out back in 2019, as you went through all the movies, and as I was scrolling and scrolling, I came across this one movie and I just had to stop and watch it. And so that's why my pick this week is The Rocketeer. Now before Iron Man captured the hearts of many back in 2008, there was another rocket-propelled high-flying hero in 1991, and that was The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer, which was directed by Joe Johnston, who also was the director of Captain America First Adventure, is a high-flying action film with some comedy and a lot of drama and a little bit of romance. The movie's main character is Cliff Secord, played by Billy Campbell. Billy Campbell was also in such works as Gettysburg, Gods and Generals, Killing Lincoln, and Enough. Cliff's love interest in the movie is Jenny, played by Jennifer Connelly. Most people would remember Jennifer Connelly from things such as Labyrinth, Career Opportunities, Noah, Spider-Man Homecoming, and also Spider-Man Far From Home. She's also in the upcoming Top Gun Maverick movie. Connelly was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for the film. Among other cast members are Margot Martindale, Paul Sorvino, Alan Arkin, Terry O'Quinn, and Timothy Dalton. That's right, James Bond is in this movie. And if you don't remember which James Bond he was, he was in The Living Daylights and License to Kill. He's also Mr. Pricklepants, the porcupine in Toy Story 3 and 4. Now when it comes for me, as I mentioned, I'm huge into aviation. I love everything about it. It's so cool to me. So when this movie came out, I had to be eight or nine at the time when I watched it. I was seven when it came out. But when I actually got to watch it, it was just the coolest thing to me to watch this guy strap on a rocket pack and just go soaring through the sky like some supersonic hawk. And it was fun. I mean, as a kid, I could follow what was going on for the most part, you know. Um, it's, it's a very easy movie to follow along with, know what's going on. You don't have to overthink it. The first half of the movie is it's nice and light, and it's got some light comedy in it. It kind of brings you in, gets you engaged in the movie, what's going on. And then in the middle of the film, you kind of see where this is going to go. It's a little more serious. we got some drama happening here, which is, which is good. Okay, now we're getting closer to the edge of our seat. And then towards the end, that's where you get your action in on to get all the rest of the answers if you didn't quite figure them out yet. But as I mentioned, easy to go along with everything makes sense. The music in the movie is gripping. It really captures the tone of what's going on in the movie perfectly. There are times where it's nice and light and soft and you know you feel nice and relaxed and then there's other times where you want to run through a brick building because it just gets you all excited and amped up. If you don't know what The Rocketeer is about, you've never heard of it. It's based in 1938 in Los Angeles and there's this top secret prototype rocket 
and it falls into the wrong hands. But after a police chase, they decide to stash it. And they stash it at this airplane hangar where Cliff Secourt, or Billy Campbell, and Peavy use a hangar to build their racing planes. They end up finding this rocket not knowing what it is. What ends up happening is that it turns out to be somewhat of an inside job. There's a spy in the United States trying to get this rocket. And so throughout the film, you'll see that Cliff Secord and Peavy start to catch on to this. And, and so they try and piece the puzzle together themselves, which ends them up in some hot water with a few different people, which is never a good spot to be in. From there, there's high-flying action, there's drama, there's a little bit of romance in, mixed in there. And it's just a fun, entertaining movie from start to finish, in my opinion. Like I said, the beginning's got some comedy to bring in. I mean, throughout the show, there's little bits and pieces. I wouldn't go as far as to say that this is a full-blown comedy film or a full-blown drama or action film. This film has a pretty good balance of all three of those things. And even as an adult, having loved it as a kid, I think I love it even more now. I continue to watch it. My kids have seen it, and they vary in ages, and they absolutely love it. My wife, who had never seen the film before, caught me watching it, and she sat down with me and enjoyed every minute of it as much as I did. If you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen the film, I truly hope that you do give it a chance. It is on Disney+, Plus. easy to find, The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer was originally supposed to be a trilogy. They had the cast all signed up to do all three films, but unfortunately, The Rocketeer didn't do so great at the box office, so they kind of scrapped the idea. In 2019, Disney brought in an animated series called The Rocketeer, but it only lasted one season, but you can still catch it on Disney+. Plus. In the latest news I've read is that they are making a sequel to The Rocketeer called The Return of The Rocketeer, which they are expecting to be hitting Disney Plus in 2022, or I'm thinking more realistically, probably 2023. It's going to be produced by David Oyelowo, and there's talk that he may even star in the film himself. It's going to follow a retired Tuskegee Airman who takes on the reins of The Rocketeer, or takes on the role of The Rocketeer. Well, folks, that was my first pick of the week. I hope you enjoy this movie as much as I do. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, I hope I didn't disappoint. Don't be afraid to reach out to me at facebook.com slash Radio and tell me what your favorite pick is. And let's talk some Disney. That's going to do it for me this week. I hope you all have a great weekend and a great rest of your week. And I will see you here next time. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It is a fun romp. It feels great to be back once again here at Diz Radio. We are going strong in year 12 here at Diz Radio, and an extend a very special thank you once again to Farouk Tahid for stopping in here, chatting with all of us, BattleBots, The Noise, Roots Less Traveled, so many different things you are a part of. It has been a fantastic, I guess, growth in your career from watching you on The Noise all the way through your newest projects. Thank you once again for stopping in, chatting with us, and I I know my son is always excited 
for BattleBots. I'd also like to thank the D-Team, yes, of Frank, Dominic, Jeremy, Aaron, and Cody, all stopping in with their signature segments. Without them, there would be nothing more. As I always say, me rambling week in and week out, and most of all, thank you, the D-Heads. You are the reason we are back for 12 years. We are here 12 years strong at Diz Radio, having fun, bringing you the magic and memories, and that's all because of you, the D-Heads. You are the reason that we continue to come to you every single week. Now, next week, we're going to have a little bit of luck. It's going to be a little bit of fun. Yes, you already know where I'm going with that, right? It's the luck of the Irish, and St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner, and all the fun. So we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of chasing leprechauns, a little bit of gold in our pockets, whatever it may be. So get ready, because next week, we're going to have a lot of St. Patrick's Day fun here at the show, and hopefully... It's a lucky enough show for all of you to have some fun as well. So, all of you D-Heads, before I let you go and cruise into the weekend, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. Just search Disney Blue or Diz Radio or find all those links on our website as well. And most of all, if you want to subscribe to the show, you want to get it in your inbox instantly, you can go to Stitcher, iTunes, the podcast provider of your choice. Just search Diz Radio, hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there in your inbox. And definitely leave us a review, leave us some stars, it truly is appreciated. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, it is time to jump into the weekend. I have a busy, busy weekend here. You know, being a father of four, there's a lot of things going on from Boy Scout camping this weekend to a gymnastics meet to so many other things going on. So, you know, all I can say is take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. So go into the weekend feeling that, knowing that, and whatever life throws at you, always enjoy it. Until next week, all VD heads have a magical weekend. Why cry about bad weather? Enjoy it. Each moment is a treasure. Enjoy it. We are travelers on life's highway. Enjoy the trip. Each lovely twist and byway. Each bump and dip. If there's a complication. Enjoy it You've got imagination Employ it Then you'll see roses in the snow Joie de vivre will make them grow Voila, that's life Enjoy it Enjoy it Enjoy it A hurricane comes your way. Enjoy the breeze. You're stranded in the jungle. Enjoy the trees. If there's a complication, enjoy it. You've got imagination. Employ it. This world's a cornucopia. Why, it could be... Utopia? Voila. That's right. Enjoy it. Cry, cry. Bad weather, enjoy it. No, 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 enjoy it. Each moment is a treasure, enjoy it. What's better, enjoy it. We're travelers on life's highway, enjoy it.
enjoy the trip. <laughs> each lovely twist and byway, each bump and dip. Good if, if there's, there's a complication. complication. Enjoy it, enjoy it. You've, You've got, got imagination. Employ it, employ it. Then use the roses in the snow. Spot a leaf, we'll make them grow. Voila. That's life. Enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.